Isle of Man TT Radio, fueled by Monster Energy. Attention Paddock Preview Show, powered by RST. Good afternoon and welcome to Attention Paddock, brought to you by RST. Your preview show ahead, fingers crossed, of action on the TT course, brought to you here from the TT Grandstand. I'm Chris Boyd and today I'm joined by Kyle White, Belfast Belfast Newsletter, get that right, Rose Rating Journalist and a man with his finger on the pulse of Northern Irish bike sports. Richard Wilkie Quayle, who rode the TT from 2000 to 2003 and won the lightweight 400cc TT in 2002 and is now TT rider liaison officer and has a leading role with newcomers. And John Barton, lightweight uh, TT rider, competing at the TT since 1990 with two singles podiums and also a TT rider liaison officer. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hey, mate. And we have to start, unfortunately, with weather, don't we? At the <laughs> yeah. moment, we're good to go tonight, but it's it's not looking fantastic out there, is it, Milky? No, for sure. I mean, obviously, we uh, I think we're paying back for last year. <laughs> last year's nice weather. Um, we've got to have a bit of bad weather, I suppose. But, I mean, um, there's nothing we can do about the weather. We're just going to try and go for it. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some sessions in tonight. Um, whether we'll get them all in, I don't know. But hopefully we'll get some laps in, so... I mean, the boys are desperate to get out and just itching to get out and get some uh, set-up time. So, yeah, let's, fingers crossed, everyone keep the fingers crossed, go down and say hello to the fairies and do all that business, and, yeah, hopefully we'll be there. <laughs> it's been a messy week, hasn't it, at best, John? It has, yeah. I mean, as you say, I mean, I've been doing this for 30-odd years now, and I can't remember, really, at practice we like it. But it is what it is, Milky said, you know, it's... We, we can't do anything about the weather, and that's one thing. And with the bikes they are nowadays, it's, it's impossible to ride around here with wet tyres and one thing or another. And, of course, then we have the missed problem for the helicopter to be able to land safely if, if, if needed. So it is one of those. Unfortunately, if it rains and, it, and the weather's like this, there's, there's nothing we can do. Nobody would want uh, Gary Thompson's job as clerk of the course at the moment, would they, Kyle? You certainly wouldn't want to be in, in Gary's shoes, that's for sure. And I mean, we saw recently there at the Northwest 200 when... Uh, Mervyn White was was faced with uh, a lot of pressure in race day because of the weather. Um, you know, we had to venture into the extended road closing order that was available uh, until 9 p.m. that evening, and he had five races to run on that day. You know, so I mean, you know, everybody's uh, you know at the mercy of the weather gods. Um, and you know, Gary Thompson's in the same position, and uh, as all clerks of the courses are when it comes to road racing, you know. So um, hopefully, they get the break that he needs, and and, and maybe the, the the weather will take a turn for the better soon. Let's just recap the week so far for those who are just arriving on the island. We know there are a big influx of people on the latter part of practice week. Saturday night was lost due to the weather. We instead moved to Sunday afternoon for the opening sessions, and that was very very windy, but a good session. Monday night was lost to the weather. Tuesday was again windy but a good session. Last night was lost to the weather. We plan to move to this afternoon. That's been lost to the weather. We roll on to tonight, Milky. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, it's uh, the conditions again are far going to be far from ideal. It's not even very warm, is it? That's the thing. You know, normally in June this time of year when it does rain, it dries pretty quickly. Within a two three hours, the roads dry and ready to race again. Whereas it's still cold. You know, everyone, you see everyone's walking around with the coats and hats and scarves on. So. Even even the dampness that's on the road isn't drying, so that's that's a real big issue. So you know the conditions have to be ideal, really. Now, like Barty was saying, you know the the modern day superbikes hard enough to keep in a straight line in the dry, let alone throw a few damp patches in the in the equation. It makes it even harder. So yeah, you know it's it's got to be right. You know we, we we need to be right. I mean we're in a very fortunate position, not like poor old Mervyn was, where he's just on a one day race sort of thing. At least we have got that option to um, move to the next day. So. It's it's hard though on the on the riders, the teams, the marshals, the organisers. If you're if we're if we're racing or practicing every single day now, so 
um, yeah, but we just got to do what we can do. And like you say, um, you know, the weather's the weather and better men than me and you have tried to stop it and yeah. changed it. And in China, I think they fire a missile up in the sky or something, <laughs> don't they? Maybe we need to do that. <laughs> fire a couple, of, a couple of bangers up there or something, get the weather to change. But yeah, um, I don't know. We'll just have to see what we can do. Time is on our side. We know that Gary Thompson was on Alaman TT Radio, fueled by Monster Energy, earlier this afternoon, talking about the potential of going as far as practicing right through to Monday yeah. and then racing Tuesday through Friday. That would yeah. be quite a big ask of the riders, wouldn't it? But needs must. Well, it is. I mean, it comes down to it. We, yeah, we're, we're here to put an event on, and uh, I know it's not ideal on teams or riders, but unfortunately, uh, we're here to do a job, and um, we're here to put races on. And I'm pretty sure, looking at the, looking at the forecast going forward, as much as I want to say it, I, I can't. I, I think we're going to be racing and practicing every day next week. That's unfortunately the way it is, Kyle. You've got column inches to fill. It'll give you something to do every day. Yeah, talk about the weather. Uh, you know, everybody loves to chat about the weather, but unfortunately not under these circumstances when it comes down to uh, determining whether or not we get, you know, some, some action in around the mountain course. But um, oh, it's just frustrating for everyone, really, you know, the fans, the riders, the organisers. Um, but, you know, with uh, the TT being a two-week festival, then, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get to where we need to be sooner rather than later and we'll get every race in, fingers crossed. Yeah. For a man who's raced around here in the wet milk, yeah. you know what it's like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think I was the last ever wet race that, that went on around here. And uh, I mean, that particular race was good because, you know, well, one, I finished second, but um, more for the <laughs> fact that it was a constant wet. That was the thing. That's the, that's the thing. It was constantly wet, so you, you could ride accordingly to that. Whereas the biggest problem is where you've got a dry patch and then a wet patch and a dry patch and a wet patch. You build your confidence up, you come rushing to a corner and the road's soaking wet. It's the worst case scenario, you know. Yeah. At least if it's dr if it's wet, if it's a constant wet, you can like say you can ride accordingly to it, short shift, pick the bike upright, you know, just point it and squirt it sort of thing. Whereas um, there's nothing worse than coming into under the trees and there's a wash with water and you're like, oh my god, you know, and you're, you're breaking as, as you would do in the dry. And the next thing is the thing front end is just floating away from you. It's it's not fun. It's not enjoyable, you know. And ultimately, we're doing all this. You know, everyone is out there to enjoy themselves, and you know, it's it has to be it has to be as safe as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the worst ones are the ones you can't really see, isn't it? It's the damp patch that isn't wet. It's just it is literally just damp, and as soon as you hit it on the power with one of these super bikes, it's just game over. I think as well, also the modern day sport, the modern day tire, it, it needs to be hot. It needs to keep its temperature, and as soon as that temperature just drops off uh, off its eighty degrees, or you know, it, as soon as it just loses a few few centigrade, then you have to, you, you lose your grip. So it necessarily doesn't even have to be wet. It's just cold or damp, and it, it's sucking the heat out of that tire. And down you go, you know, it, that those tyres have to be always kept hot, always kept hot. I suppose to milk any rubber that was maybe put down the other evening, that's maybe gone by now. I don't know how long it would really take. Yeah, no, it takes it takes a few days really for, to get the rubber down. There's a few places like the Balacob into Kirk Michael. I went around there just before there and there's, there's still a bit of rubber on the inside on the bumps. And the entrance into Ben Cullen's a few there now as well, but... Uh, it's not like it was last year where we were getting five, six laps every night and the rubber was building up and building up and building up. And So there's not that much rubber down at the moment. So, um, yeah, we need, a, we need a good three, four days of constant laps and stuff to, to lay the rubber down to get the track into a nice grippy condition. And for the layman, that's because that gives the riders confidence then to really attack these corners. Yeah, for sure. It's ultimately, when you're riding the bike, that's what you're feeling, what the bike's doing underneath you. You want feedback from the bike. If you haven't got any feedback from the bike, you haven't got the confidence. You know, you, you have to have that feeling of confidence with the bike. If you've got the confidence, you can push it on, push it on, push it on. Whereas if it's not giving you anything back, you don't want to. You don't want to be on it. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah. So it, that, that's all the riders. That's what they're looking for um, through practice week. They just want to go out, get a good setup on the bike, 
not necessarily test the engine to see how fast they're going because they know they're going to be fast. It's more just the suspension setup, the, the chassis setup is what you look for, especially on a big bike. It needs to be able to give you some feedback. Sometimes, you know, you, you stiffen everything up and make everything hard on the superbike to make it handle the power that's there. But sometimes you go, that's the opposite way. You know, it needs to flex and, and, and be a bit softer and, and give you a bit of a feedback. Well, we saw last year, you know, with the record laps, obviously the, the, the weather was incredible for the majority of the two weeks and, and, and that really lent itself to the you know, the records went in every class that we that we saw last year, but it looks like this year that you know it could be could well be the case that the races are going to be uh, one at a much slower speed. Would you? Yeah, oh yeah, I, th I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was the thing. Dino did a one thirty four and a half straight on the first superbike lap on a stand and start, which was phenomenal. Do you know what I mean it was absolutely phenomenal? And that's because he had had four or five laps every night building up to it. The track was getting rubbered in, and he was ready to go. You know, so it, it's it, it has to be you know. It's not going to be 135s, 136s on the on the first superbike day for sure. You know, it it's going to hopefully if the weather changes and the w as the week goes on, maybe for the senior we might be getting somewhere near there. But I think you know it'll be 132s, maybe 133 possibly for the first race day. Um, yeah. Obviously, it depends on how he wants it. Everyone's going to push it on. Dino's going to be pulling the pin, and Peter's <laughs> going to be pulling. Michael's going to be pulling. Everyone's going to be pulling the pin and going for it. But th like you say, the, the, the lap times will be down. I'm sure. It's about who's best in the conditions on the day, not necessarily. But the, the, the development of the bikes goes on regardless. And we saw that in 2016, we had a record-breaking CT. 2017, the, weir was, the, the, the weather was mixed like it is, and we hardly saw a single lap or race record broken, which led us into last year. And effectively, you take a two-year leap because you've had that bad year of weather, and every record's gone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, the technology advances, the tyres are advancing, the bikes are advancing. So... The, the lap times again. Everyone says to me, uh, you know, not, not everyone. A lot of people say, you know, oh, they're too fast now. The bike, the big bikes, they're getting just too fast. But that's just natural progression. That's development, just going through and getting passed down. And, and, and the, the lap times will always get faster and faster and faster and faster. So. Well, they're getting faster, but the machinery is getting safer. Tires are getting yeah, better. Yeah, yeah machinery yeah. is easier. Yeah, to you work know, you've got traction it. control. You know, you got yeah, you got everything, auto blippers and slipper yeah. clutches and stuff like that. It just makes the bike. The, the faster bikes are easier to ride a little bit. Coming so. back to the fast times, it's not just it's not just the getting the bike set up and everything and getting quick laps in. It's, it's all that comes and that breeds confidence of the rider as well. Yeah, and that's that's you know that's crucial for a rider. If, he, if he's riding quick, he's he's going to have to be confident. And uh, the more laps you get in around here, the more confident you get, the quicker you're going to go. Absolutely, and, and as well as the development of the bikes, there's the development of the course itself as well. And, and this year, yeah. there's been major roadworks at Mayhill and Ramsey, for example. Yeah. That, that will all feed in to improve lap times if you get the right conditions. Yeah, I always say the course here, it, it evolves each year. It evolves. Yeah, one part will get worse, other parts will get better. But generally as a whole, you know, the track's in really, really good condition. And, and May was a dream now. Yeah, it, it, it's an awful corner, but now it's great fun to ride around. But, uh, yeah, it does. I mean, we just look after the course all year round. And me and Milk are often round and we're often asked, is there any areas that need to be kind of addressed that, that could potentially cause an issue for the riders and we work closely with the, with the guys and uh, yeah they, they keep the course in tip-top condition really. We do. Just before we don't really want to drift too far back but we were talking just off air about uh, there was a moment in, in the early 2000s where I was dragged up onto the start line by Chris Rowe who was the former chief uh, scrutineer here and he was pointing at the rear tyre of Joey Dunlop's bike as he was about to go out and I think it was a 250 practice lap potentially and it, the roads were soaking wet and he was on a slick and uh, We'll let you take up the story from there, Milky. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think Joey started behind me that, that particular evening, and uh, I was going round Union Mills just on slipping and sliding, and I was on Dunlop 364s, I think it was, which were a good all-round tyre. They were good for the wet and they were good for the dry. 
And uh, the next thing is, I just heard this around the outside of me. And here's Joey going around Union Mills post office on a slick, got driving around the outside of me. And I was like, oh, he's the master. <laughs> he is the master, you know. It, he, is, he was just phenomenal. Um, so pull into the Crosby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I should have, shouldn't I? <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it, it's just, again, that's the thing. Another thing with, with, with dodgy conditions, some riders revel in it. You know, some riders love it. And they have confidence in the wet, whereas other riders are the opposite. They, as soon as they get a spot of rain, it's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not trying, I'm not trying, I'm trying. So, again, it, it favours different people. So different people have different motives. As they say, oh, yeah, we want, need, to, need to run in the dodgy conditions. I'm not scared. You know, so, it, but it needs to be, like, like you were saying, yeah. ultimately safety is the prime objective and yeah. making it sure that it, you know, it, it's, it's as safe as possible. I think the last time, Milky, we had a wet race here at Daily Man TT was the time whenever Keith Moore slid off at... Uh, that's Union, right, the Union super sport race. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the shower, yeah, the shower, shower, shower rain. But again, that was yeah. localised again just to that area. Yeah. And well, that just caught them out. Caught but that's how quick, course. that's what we try to explain to people. That's how quick it can go wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. The top riders, the very top riders here, are caught out by a quick shower at Union Mills. And you know, two of them fell down straight away. Yeah, that's Someone had a, a huge moment prior to it. Was out yeah. this, uh, maybe it was Cameron Donald, I'm not sure. But yeah, you're, you're talking about about Joey, I think, and that race, William and Maitland Lop were actually away out front and... Uh, whenever the race was was stopped, or, or when they came back, eventually here to the, the grandstand, there was that conversation that was that was uh, picked up uh, by the onboard cameras when uh, Cameron and, and Keith Moore and, and the guys were talking about how quickly William and Michael had passed them away, and they were saying these those guys are bonkers, yeah. <laughs> absolutely bonkers. But of course, they're racing in those kind of conditions a, a lot on the uh, the Irish National Road Races back home. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I mean, when Michael was renowned, wasn't he, in his younger days? Of if it rained, he would he wouldn't it wouldn't bother him whatsoever, and he liked that positive attitude because it, everyone else was gone a down and he was on a high and yeah. that always helped him whereas I'm pretty sure now if it was the, the other way around now Michael wouldn't be bothered in the, in the rain he'd be like oh well no he, he wasn't that fussed at the yeah. northwest, yeah, was yeah, he? Yeah, he yeah, came yeah. in after the first lap of a race, exactly. didn't he? Exactly. So it's just it just depends <coughs> on positive mental attitude. We were saying before about confidence. If you've got confidence in your bike and then you're happy, then you can push it on. So yeah, it's uh, like I say you've always got different motives from different people that want to change things. But ultimately, like we're saying, it has to be an on an equal level playing field for everyone to, for the conditions to be right. That's what we have to look as organisers, isn't it? I mean, you ask some riders, they'll go out and anything. But I think sometimes you'll almost need to protect people from themselves <laughs> at some point and you know and potentially you know potentially disaster so it's yeah you know, it's it's key for us just to make sure that everything's as safe as we can possibly make it before anyone goes on the track what is the process are there course inspection cars out there doing laps the whole time to report on conditions yeah. or is it just back to the met office or yeah exactly obviously you've got the marshals at every particular point on the circuit they're reporting back to gary in the control tower you've got the travel marshals that are all going on to station so they're all re reporting back and giving feedback you've got uh, the course inspection car that's going around and that's giving feedback as well so it's just a, it's not just a case of putting your finger in the air going oh well, yeah which way's the wind <laughs> yeah. blowing shut it? the roads yeah. and off yeah, the yeah, car, yeah yeah it is all uh, it's all reported back to gary so um again gary's got such a hard job up there you know Again, any other clerk of the course, they sit brands at or wherever, that you can pretty much see every corner on the circuit, whereas Gary can only see 300 yards up that way and 300 yards that way, and the rest of it is you know, all relying on other people to give the information back. But we are very fortunate that, you know, we've got lots of marshals out there that are very clever and very good for, to give us the feedback of what the conditions are like. And I often say to all the lads, you know, your marshals are your eyes and your ears of that corner. So you've got to believe what they're, the flags that they're putting out, they're not putting that out just for a, just because they want to, they give, they're putting those 
there was a rain flag out for a reason or lack of adhesion flags for a reason, you know, because there is a problem there. You know, the thing is, though, too, here, you're not getting that sighting lap, are you? Or, no, or, or no, a warm-up no, lap no, to have a look no. at the course before you, you would set off if conditions yeah. were wet. So, I mean, if it was damp, you certainly wouldn't want to be the first man down the bottom of Bray Hill, would you? And, and no, sort exactly. of clearing the track for everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we don't want to spend the whole night talking about the weather, so just before <laughs> we wrap up on this subject... It's nice and sunny in Spain, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've hoped we get pictures from there today as well. Let's bring you the forecast, just so you've got it, and then we'll, we'll leave it there. Further scattered outbreaks of rain this evening with hill mist and fog gradually returning as well the rain tending to become more widespread tonight with extensive lowering hill fogs minimum temperature 12 uh, celsius with uh, moderate or fresh winds tomorrow should be mostly dry or at least in the morning possibly with some bright or sunny intervals over northern parts uh, for the afternoon but low cloud hill fog and mist may linger elsewhere top temperature 17 so we'll have to see how we play it throughout the rest of uh, the week you're listening to uh, Attention Paddock, brought to you by RST. And let's move on to uh, other matters. And uh, who's been out and around the paddock? First of all, let's get an update on Ian Hutchinson, if we can. Milky? Yeah, well, unfortunately, Hutch had a bit of an off there at the 11th milestone, which is a very fast place. You know, he's fourth gear on the superbike. Um, and he just, very fortunately, he's just spanned down the road. I mean, he's a lucky boy, and you know, to, to, to get up and walk away from that. And effectively, that's what he did. So I think he's just got a scarification on his elbow, and that's about it, really. So... Yeah. yeah, very, very lucky, very, very lucky. lucky. So, he's yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know as regards to what's happened there, um, but apparently he's just lost the front on the on the transfer from the right to the left. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, he's down the road, he's gone. He's just skilled and spanned down the road. So, yeah, so that's going to uh, definitely uh, unsettle him a little bit, to say the least. I mean, I was at the start of the week, I think we said on the, my my other show there, I, I was, he was my little dark horse. He was my uh, sideways, sideways bet. I had, you know, 20 quid on him to, to win. So, yeah. You should go and buy a lottery ticket. So, uh, yeah, I think we're just listening to a uh, announcement. I think announcement. Is that is that what we, we are just getting an announcement from Gary Thompson? It sounds like this evening's practice session is oh abandoned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not. It's not the good. news that we wanted to hear, is it? So, it's not that's, good. That's, I feel sorry for everybody, isn't it? It affects everybody. You know, the fans coming over, the teams, the riders here, but. I suppose we go down the discotheque now, shall we? Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> let's go down the discotheque. I think yeah. so for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's. I feel the hardest. I always think is for for my new for our newcomers. Yeah. Because ultimately, the lads that are inexperienced TT riders have been doing it for years. They don't understand delays. Whereas the newcomers, this is all completely new to them. Uh, you know, they've been at racing on the short circuit where at nine o'clock, the the, the the gate opens to go on the track and away you go. Whereas they never they never normally get a delay. Whereas here, you know, we, we're getting delays all the time. So. They just want laps. They want to get under the belt and get out there. And unfortunately, yeah, uh, so it's going to be another night for them just sat in the van watching the onboards. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, terrible. It's not good, is it, Kyle? No, it's it's, it's really disappointing, you know. And and it's kind of that frustrating theme has been, um, you know, continuing throughout practice week so far. We're at Thursday already, and you know we had been sort of hoping for, um, you know, the first racing to get underway on Saturday. Obviously, that's that's not going to happen now. And. Um, I mean, I hadn't heard when you were mentioning earlier, you know, the prospect that we would be practicing right through over the weekend until yeah. and, until Monday, possibly going racing on Tuesday, and that now looks even more likely, you Definitely, know. So, yeah. we'll just hold there and pro to Tim Glover for the full announcement, Tim. Yeah, well, you've already got the gist of it. It isn't good news, I'm afraid. Uh, looking out uh, on the tower, the uh, from the commentary box, there's lowering cloud uh, over Cronky Voddy. Certainly, the Peel Breakwater camera uh, shows that the cloud is lowering. We've also had with the guys out in the commentary points that uh, about an hour ago it was raining at Ramsey Hairpin. 
and just in the last 10 minutes or so uh, Dave Christian has uh, texted through to say it is raining and wet at Glen Helen so Gary Thompson the clerk of the course uh, has apologized he could tell straight away when he started the announcement with um, that bad news was coming and uh, he said we're not going to gain anything uh, from being out uh, we might get an hour but the roads are starting to get wet he's obviously had people out the traveling marshals and all the reports are coming in that uh, conditions were pretty sketchy around the 37 and three quarter mile mountain course so confirmation that uh, today's uh, evening practice session uh, is now off and uh, well uh, we will uh, await to hear what the schedule is for tomorrow. Of course, there is the provision for an afternoon practice like we were supposed to be happening if the weather hadn't interfe interfered with it uh, this afternoon. And it is for the same times for tomorrow. Uh, looking at the weather, that, that looks more promising than the evening does tomorrow. The evening uh, looks, uh, well, decidedly wet again. So uh, all the scenarios I've been listening to you talking about, uh, well, we've got the weekend where things are a bit up and down, to say the least, but next week does look as if it settles down and uh, the theory of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, might start to gain a little bit more traction, Chris. Indeed, and uh, the noise you can probably hear is Gary Thompson shredding schedule number 472 <laughs> yeah. at the moment. I was him running for the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, Kyle, let's let's talk some positive stuff. You've been out around the paddock talking, especially to some of the, some of the Irish guys. Yeah, I bumped into Adam McLean actually yesterday. Um, Adam uh, is uh, in his second season uh, this year with the uh, Cookstown based McAdoo Racing team. Um, you know, a, a fantastic team, long history. A lot of fantastic riders have 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 rode for for the team, including Connor Cummins. And Connor actually yeah. went very close to his first nearly one on super it. Big, yeah. uh, you know, really was disappointing. Clutch, was it really yeah. the clutch that went on him? Yeah, so uh, you know, um, it was unfortunate for Connor at that time that uh, you know he w he was ruled out with you know his major first major sort of TT victory on the cars. But um, you know, Adam made a fantastic start uh, to the season at the Cookstown 100 and the Tandragee 100. He won the 600 Supersport race at, at Cookstown. And at uh, Tandragee, he actually set the fastest lap of the whole day on the uh, Kawasaki ZX10 RR. So, you know, he'd really concentrated over the uh, the winter, uh, you know, on, on testing that bike um, and sort of building his experience with the 1000cc uh, machine. Uh, and he was actually closing that day on Derek Shields and, and Derek McGee, of course, who are two, you know, really firmly established front runners at the Irish National Races. And as I say, then he, he set the fastest lap of the whole day and he was closing them down. But the, the rear shock, they had an issue with that and, and um, you know he sort of was forced to slacken off a bit and, and finished third but sadly later on in the day in the super twin bike he uh, he, he had a, a crash a fast crash actually uh, when he was lying second in the super twin race behind Derek McGee and, and the injuries that he suffered ruled him out of the Northwest 200 subsequently the man TT as well of course but uh, nonetheless, he's um, undergoing some laser treatment while he's here. Uh, he's getting some physiotherapy as well here in the paddock from uh, Scott. Yeah, Scott, Scott yeah, yeah. So he, he, he's getting an hour of physiotherapy each day. He's in good spirits. He's lost about a stone of weight, and Adam, uh, you know, didn't have a stone of weight to lose. So he's quite, <laughs> you know, he's looking quite gaunt. But you know, he's in good spirits. He decided he would come uh, across anyway to the the Le Mans TT. Had the house and all booked. So he, while he's here, actually, he's. Um, 
you know, putting the, 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 the free time that he has to, to good use, I suppose, because he said he's been going to the parts of the course where, um, you know, he maybe felt he was struggling a little bit over the last two years, and he's been watching other riders uh, to see what kind yeah, of lines yeah, they're, they're taking through to see if he can pick anything up, you know, so he, he's making good use of his time. And, um, you know, he sort of set himself a, a comeback uh, date uh, of uh, sort of August for the Ulster Grand Prix and then he hopes to get back here for the classic TT and get some miles under his belt around the mountain course he made his debut last year and I think he, he might go on the podium in the, in the lightweight race I, I think he was maybe third and or, or runner he didn't up. quite get a podium he was very close I think but right. not quite on the podium right. yeah. okay. but nonetheless he made a very good start to his TT career yeah for yeah. sure you know Adam's Adam's definitely a star of the future he really is you know and uh, you know he's definitely got the ability and we, me and Barty obviously taught him from, from the start and we knew that he, he he's a good little rider and would always be uh, like I say a star of the future but again at the TT you've got to do your time you've got to do your apprenticeship you can't you know room yeah. wasn't built in a day so you know hopefully another two three years time Adam will be there on the top of the podium spraying some champagne i'm sure he will be you know he, I'm sure he, he will. he's got yeah. the ability you know and he's got the determination as well which is which is a big thing you know you, you can have the ability but if you haven't got the determination to be there and then you'll never get there so yeah. whereas adam you can just see he's got that little glint in his eye he's a good lad he's, he's a fast got, man he's got all the all-round yeah. package in yeah 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 so he wants it and you know he's definitely going to be uh, like say uh, standing on the podium sometime soon for sure is that what you teach them, John? Do you teach them to take it over two, three years or even longer? I mean, people like Peter Hickman are a bit of an exception to the rule, aren't they? He came here and he was just so fast straight yeah, out but of the box. But even Peter, you know, he's taken four to five years to, to even to win. You know, that's the thing. And Peter's a first-class rider, you know. He's a, he's a, a world-class rider. And so, again, it just... If Valentino Rossi or Mark Marquez came here, they'd finish last in the first year, you know, because you have to do your apprenticeship. You know, you're making the tea and you're, you're sweeping the floor in your first year. That's what you're doing. You know, you're, you're not... You know, not supposed to be, you know, ruling the job. So uh, you've just got to try and keep everybody nice and cool and calm. And that's the, that's the hardest thing to do for, for a newcomer because we're all impatient buggers, all us motorbike riders. We all want it now. Well, I was just going to say, does that lead to some impatience with the riders because they'd be used to going to, to tracks and, and being on the pace pretty much straight Ex away. Exactly. And here they can't be. Exactly, Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. You've just, you know, just trying to keep them nice, level-headed and, and keep them calm, cool and calm is the hardest thing, you know, because, again, like I say, they, they just... We, we just want it. We just want to push on and, and want it. And you, you've just got to just let it come to you. you. I always say you can't go out and get it. You've got to let it come to you. If you try and grab it, it's like grabbing a slippery eel. You know, it just slips away from you. you you've just got to let it come to you. Once it comes to you, then then you can push on. I always say you've got to learn to ride the circuit before you can race it. They're two completely different things. So in your first couple of years, you're just learning to ride it. And once you've learned to ride it, that's when you can race it. So, yeah, it's a it's difficult difficult old thing for the lads. You know, it's so hard. You were also speaking, I think, to Derek Shields, weren't you, uh, Kyle? Yeah, I was down just with John Burroughs, you know, and, and the uh, Burroughs Engineering RK uh, racing team, and, and I had a you know a word with John, and I think maybe f uh, f from Derek Shields' point of view, he maybe has only done a lap so far on the uh, Superbike. They were having some issues with it at the Northwest 200, whereby I think the, um, the electronics, for some reason, were kicking in when the bike was getting sort of near full speed uh you know in sixth gear and you know they've been trying to get to the bottom of that and uh when derek was out on his suzuki um uh the other evening he's actually only done tuesday evenings practice because um he, he missed he missed sundays and i think you know he's 160 miles per hour 169 miles per hour through the solby speed trap so obviously the bike's a lot faster than that you know yeah. so they've been trying to just to get to the bottom of, of the issues around the, the electronics you know and, and he's another guy that needs a lot more laps under his belt here uh, the TT, like a lot of other riders so far. 
we are coming to the end of the show, but ultimately everybody needs laps, don't they? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. Ultimately, even if you've been out and your your bike's run perfectly right in every session that we've done, we've only had two sessions, you're only going to have done maximum of eight laps really. So, you know, that's that's nothing. This by this time last year, they'd done virtually eight laps on the first line of practice. So, but this is the time they're starting to, or some riders are going to be panicking because they're going to know that they are now limited to how much practice they are before that first race. And uh, some riders are going to be more prepared than others, and that's where that's where it's it's not ideal for a lot of riders. Yeah, right. just just come back there, Chris, to you know what I said about uh, Adam McLean. He actually did. He finished as a runner up in the lightweight race behind Lee Johnson. So he's he's, he's been on the podium in the mountain course, and, and no doubt before long he'll he'll probably be on the podium here at the TT proper. Yeah, not long at all. Something to look forward to. We're just about out of time on attention paddock. Brought to you by RST this evening. Unfortunately, tonight's qualifying session joins the list of abandonments that we've had so far this week. And that, therefore, will be it from the TT Grandstand for this evening. We'll end tonight with a quick nod to the heavens one year on and say ride on. Good evening.